Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Is there no privacy in this family? Everyone at the table answers. No. Ashley Elston, 10 Blind Dates. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, I'm joined by one of my favorite members of my family's kids' table, Ashley Sherlock. Ashley is the former events coordinator at The Bookshelf, a frequent From the Front Porch contributor, and a pop culture enthusiast. So she's the perfect person to talk to about holiday reading and watching. Hey, Ashley. Hello. I started this episode (laughs) with a quote that I understand is not necessarily poignant nor meaningful, but it felt like our family in a nutshell. It's perfect. It made me laugh out loud, as did your little introduction of our kids' table. So many memories. (laughs) Our kids' table that is now the youngest person at the kids' table is 23. 24. 24. Still the kids' table, though. Forever the kids' kids' table. table. (laughs) Because, and none of us have children. I think everybody (laughs) keeps waiting on Annie and Jordan to have a kid. (laughs) So there could be a real kids' table, but here we are. That's okay. I'm okay with it. Oh, so, and we were just talking off air about how the holidays don't look anything like they're going to look. Even our own family is not really hosting their normal Thanksgiving. I'm having to make decisions about traveling. Nothing's very fun. So we're going to turn our attention to really fun books and fun and cheesy movies and TV shows. And we're going to talk about those today. Let's do it. Okay. So here was my idea. You came on the podcast a couple, I don't know, a month or so ago. And what we did was we paired TV shows with books, right? Isn't that what we Mm -hmm. did? Yes, okay. probably long, longer than a month ago, but time doesn't Okay, right okay. time. So. <laughs> time, it's fine. Um, okay, so you're right. That was probably months ago, plural. Um, it's okay. So what inspired this, we'll get to it, but I watched a delightfully cheesy rom-com show that's like better, in my opinion, than Hallmark. Most of the listeners, I think, know where I stand on Hallmark. Um, but it was so utterly enjoyable. And I watched it earlier than ever. I never watched Christmas stuff in November yeah. ever. But here we are. I watched it and I thought, I've got to tell the world about this. And <laughs> the only way I can tell the world about anything is through this microphone. <laughs> so, so I was like, like how can I build up? Yeah. How can I build an entire podcast episode around this one <laughs> TV show? And then I realized there are so many like rom-com, light, delightful, Christmassy, holiday-esque books that I thought it would be an easy matchup to pair those books with TV shows or movies. So that's what we're going to do today. So I have several. So I'm going to kick us off. Okay, so my first one is the book that I took the quote from at the top of the episode called 10 Blind Dates. This is a young adult novel by Ashley Elston. Um, This book is delightful. Have you read this or have I told you about this? I don't think so. Okay. I definitely haven't read it. I don't think you've told me about it either. You need to read it. I cannot find my copy. So I've loaned it to somebody, but I think I'm going to buy one because I actually think I will reread this book this holiday season. I read it last year, like right around Christmas. 
I wanted to do this episode early enough where people could actually get the books and read them during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this one hit me too late to mention on last year's podcast, but basically this is a young adult book about a high school. I'm pretty sure she's a senior in high school. She has this very close knit, large extended family, and they all are trying to set her up with somebody. And so she goes on like 10 dates that her family has each set up for her. Well, that's why, that's why I think you should sounds like a nightmare Ooh, that might <laughs> a little too close to home. <laughs> I just thought you could really potentially relate to the main character. Um, so I loved this book. It's PG young adult. The stakes feel pretty low. They might not for you. I don't know, <laughs> but they feel low and you have a guy that you're kind of rooting for. And you're also, you also just fall in love with this family. I adored this family so much. So my book, my movie pairing for this book is The Family Stone, which is, I think, my favorite Christmas movie of all time. That's what I was about um, to say. Isn't that the one? It is. I Like I say all time. It's just a clip. I also love the original um, Miracle on 34th Street. But in terms of modern classics, I think The Family Stone is my favorite. I watch it every year. I weep like a child, like, <laughs> like a screaming baby. Like... <laughs> Just weep. And I don't know how old you were, but this came out enough for me to have seen it in the theater with our family on Christmas. Is it weird that I remember your family going to see this movie? Like I distinctly remember going on a walk with you and I don't remember who else was there, but in our grandparents' old neighborhood, we were just going on a walk during the holidays and you were talking about the family stone and I had no idea what you were talking about. I was far too young. But weird memory. I think your parents might have gone too. Like, I think it was one of those, like, as many people can, like, come to the movies. But I don't know. Maybe mom and papa took care of you. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Probably. You've seen it now, right? Well. Oh, no. This long silence. <laughs> have uh, you not seen mm-hmm. it for real? I haven't. <gasps> Ashley, come to my house. Um, we will socially distance on the couch. Just kidding. We're in each other's bubble. We see each other all the time. Come to my house. And watch this movie. It is a delight. Um, it's about an extended family. It's the only thing that makes me want to have four children because it's about these four siblings. They come home for Christmas and chaos and nostalgia ensue. Um, Rachel McAdams is outstanding in it. It might be the only thing I've ever really liked Sarah Jessica Parker in. Luke Wilson is phenomenal. It's so good. I love it. And the extended family dynamic from 10 Blind Dates reminds me of the same energy in The Family Stone. So if you like The Family Stone, try 10 Blind Dates and vice versa. Ashley, you should do both. Okay, duly noted. Okay, along those lines, and that's why I kind of wanted to mention these back to back. There is a new book out this holiday season called The 12 Dates of Christmas. Some Googling would lead me to suggest that there is actually a Hallmark movie, I think, already called this, but that's not what I'm going to tell you to watch. So The Twelve Dates of Christmas has a very similar premise to Ten Blind Dates, only this is an adult novel, and it is set in England, and so it's got that going for it. But it's about a young woman who decides to go on 12 dates in the days leading up to Christmas. I am going to read this. It sounds adorable. I am here for the British-English winter setting. Um, but I am recommending it alongside a movie that I feel ambivalent about, but I'm going to mention it here anyway. There's a new movie called The Holiday out on Netflix starring- Are you kidding em- me? 
it's sorry <laughs> you've done ugh you're just taking everything I'm gonna say it's fine <laughs> okay wait you can talk about it next I'm just gonna say it stars who does it start Emma Roberts yep it stars Emma Roberts and some very attractive man whose name I do not know maybe Luke somebody Luke Bracy maybe anyway it is a movie where a single young woman is kind of relentlessly teased by her mother, like because she doesn't have a date for the holidays. And so the movie, what I think is interesting is it doesn't just take place at Christmas. It's like a date for every holiday. So like he winds up being her date for St. Patrick's day and July 4th, etc. Um, So the premise is great execution. I am ambivalent about, I don't know if you've watched it. I'll let you talk about it, but those that's my pairing for the 12 dates of Christmas, the book by Jenny Bayless. It's a paperback original. And then the holiday is on Netflix. Tell me your feelings on the holiday and what you paired it with. Okay. So I haven't actually watched it yet. Um, it's okay. definitely on the list though, but this is in my romance category, my reluctant romance category. Um, okay. And I, I paired it with one day in December by Josie Silver. Yes, that was really okay. That was another book that came out last Christmas. I think it was a Reese Witherspoon pick and it was a big hit for the holiday season, but also it was like too late for us to promote it. So I'm glad I'm I'm glad you're mentioning it. Um, Yeah, they feel like more if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But one day in December feels more rom like um, like a Jojo Moyes almost book. But I think you're right. Like a reluctant romance is a good name for it. I think you might like, I think the holiday is worth watching. I will say that. Like I finished it. I thought it was fine. It just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Jordan weirdly laughed out loud a couple of times, (laughs) but it just wasn't my favorite. And weirdly kind of crass. Like I just am throwing that out there. Like just in a way I was not anticipating Okay. I don't know. And I'm a little bit of a prudish viewer. So it is, whatever. It is rated mature on Netflix. <laughs> it is. And I'm going to talk about one that was rated PG. And I realized, oh, do I just like PG rated things when I'm watching them? And maybe I do. I think there are exceptions to that I'm, I'm a weird, I'm a weird viewer. I think it's fine. Okay. Why don't you go with another one then? Cause I kind of sort of stole one of yours. Okay. Well, you kind of stole both my first one. <laughs> <laughs> So now everybody knows I haven't seen The Family Stone, but I still wanted to, I know enough about it. I still wanted to pair it up with um, The Seven Days of Us by Francesca Hornack, I think. I can't read my own handwriting, but that book was almost my shelf subscription one year, I believe. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. So, and they're all, I think, if I remember correctly, and this this may hit a little too close to home too, they're all, the reviews said they're all quarantined at home together, like all these adult children. You're right. I forgot dealing about with, that. Dealing with all of their family drama and all of the secrets that, you know, it will inevitably come out when you are a bunch of adults hanging out in one house for an extended yes. period of time. Yes. That book looks so good. It's got a great cover. I think we need, um, we'll definitely need to restock it for the store because I... I think that actually speaks to the spirit of the family stone even more than 10 blind dates because it's all adult children and they're all, they've all got their issues then. Yeah. By the time you're an adult, you bring your baggage to the table, (laughs) your, your baggage that those same people gave you. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Um, 
Okay. My next one is the young adult book I've already talked about on From the Front Porch, but I did want to mention it um, in this episode because it came out in October and it's time to shine really is now. So it's called Recommended for You. This is by Laura Silverman, who is sisters with Sarah Silverman. This is a delightful book. Olivia actually hand-sold me and it is wonderful um, about a Jewish girl who works at the mall at the bookstore in the mall. She has kind of this love, hate, hate at first sight relationship with the guy she works with. I love that rom-com trope, hate at first sight, very much here for it. And it's set during Hanukkah. And so I like that it's kind of lending a different side to the maybe more typical um, I don't know. I feel like I mostly read Christmas stories. So it was nice yeah. to read a Hanukkah story. And I also really appreciated there is some depth to this novel. Like the, it's very light. The stakes feel relatively low, but at the same time, our main character is dealing with issues at home. Her moms are kind of having some struggles. And so you can't tell if divorce is on the horizon. And so there is some heft and depth to the book, but it's still light enough. And it's all about saving this bookstore in the mall. So I'm pairing it with, of course, and obviously You've Got Mail, starring Meg Ryan as Kathleen Kelly and Tom Hanks as Joe Fox. They also have this kind of hate relationship. And as we all now know, he puts her out of business. Um, we can have feelings about that. I have complicated feelings about that. I don't struggle with it as much as the rest of the internet seems to. It's fine. Um, but I really love that movie, obviously. And I thought the, oh, the entire time I was reading Recommended for You, I was like, oh, this is a perfect pairing with You've Got Mail because it's got that bookstore at the center. Um, but it's also got this kind of relationship where these are both pretty ambitious people and mm -hmm. their ambition comes out in different ways and in ways that makes them often competitive with one another, which I love. Um, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. Uh, so that's one of mine. Okay. My next one is you've named yours. I feel like, which I like my, this we'll call this sappy Christmas. So okay. I just finished this week, a book called all about us. This is by Tom Ellen. I featured it, I think in our fall reading preview or fall literary lunch, but at the time I had not yet read it. Uh, Tom Ellen is a British author. So this book again, has that British vibe going for it. If you liked one day, um, I think you will like this, but it is different. So let me, let me sell it to you first. Cause I also have a friend who absolutely hates one day. So let me sell it to you first. This is a time traveling book, very much paying homage to a Christmas Carol. The main character is this guy. He's married to this woman named Daphne. They are. And part of the reason I like this book, I have no doubt is because the main characters are 34 and they met in college. And so Daphne and the protagonist meet in college. At the time we start the book, they are married in their mid thirties and they are not like in sync. They are not on the same page. Something has clearly happened. Maybe they're not the couple they once were. Christmas Eve rolls around and <laughs> the, the protagonist meets um, an odd little man in a bar and he gives him a wristwatch. And next thing you know, shocker, we are back in time. And so we are back the day these two people have met. Then as the book progresses, you kind of catch on and realize, oh, we're going to also flash forward. We're going to go to the past, to the present. Like you're, you'd very much get Christmas Carol vibes as the book goes on. Um, I love the time travel element, which I do not always. So I feel like that's worth saying that I actually really liked it. And the entire time I was reading, I 
felt very nostalgic because these people are my same age. Uh, Jordan and I also met in college and we are 34. And so I very much felt a kinship with them. But I also thought of one of my favorite movies about time, which have you seen that? Yes, I borrowed it from you and I cried. <laughs> right? That's the movie I'm thinking about, right? Thinking yes. About yep. Yes. Oh. Okay. That is one of my and Jordan's favorite movies. It is, I mean, you will like snot cry, like oh, yeah. snot on your face cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there is a really special parent relationship. That movie, as as romantic maybe and as sweet as it is, it is really a father-son story to me. And yeah. All About Us by Tom Ellen is a mother-son story to me. Um, it is very much a love story about him and his wife and whether he married the right person. Like that's really the question at the root of it. Like, did he marry the right person or did he choose the wrong girl? Um, but what gives the book, I think a little bit of um, more meaning is his relationship with his mother. So if you like me love about time, you should read all about us by Tom Ellen new book, paperback original uh, just came out. I think a week or two ago. It's excellent. I think you might've sold me on it. I think you'd really like it. I have the book so you can borrow it. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. Okay. My turn. turn. All right. Next up I'm going to do, okay. This is comedy Christmas and there, I have a couple of parts to this, but for the book holidays on ice by David Sedaris. I love David Sedaris. It's pretty much like most things that he's written, short stories, family dysfunction, his holiday experiences. If you like that book, or if you feel like reading that book, then I would recommend also watching the movie Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Um, This is like the, I don't know, weird dysfunction comedy, I guess. I don't really know. But also, okay, this is this is going to sound bad, but I kind of put these two together because they both got mediocre reviews. <laughs> and I feel like maybe this holiday season, we might be wanting to lower our expectations a little bit. Mm, so amen. I feel like lowered expectations paired with Holidays on Ice by David Sedaris and Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon might be just what you're looking for. It is Look, for me anyway. Let- let me say too. Well, first of all, two things. I think Holidays on Ice is legitimately a good book. My book club read that for the holiday season a few years ago, and I love it. I love that essay that he, I think, did on NPR first called Santa Land. It okay, is outstanding. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that next too. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so I want to just say that's a good book. But also, the other thing I want to say is, I am naming some of my favorite movies here. However. If the holiday season is not the time to watch semi crappy movies, then when is, is my question. Because I don't love Four Christmases. Like that does not make my must watch holiday Christmas movie list or Christmas movie list. But Jordan and I have watched it, I think two or three times, like while decorating the tree or something like it's on in the background. Yeah. And for me, Christmas and the holiday season is all about like having stuff that you can just kind of watch curled up, maybe you're half paying attention. Maybe you're, you know, putting up your Christmas lights at the same time. I just, I think we, and all the people watching Hallmark movies, I think are proof of this. I'm not throwing shade at Hallmark. I'm just saying, (laughs) obviously now is the time when we are okay with a lower bar, right? 
Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and it's all about like the the atmosphere too. You know, you said you like having them on like in the background and it's just nice to like be like completely encapsulated by all things holiday. You know, you're decorating your tree or you're in the kitchen baking. It's just nice to look over and see snow yes. or just like be on your TV. You're it's part right. of the experience. It is part of the experience. And if you're like us and it's still 88 degrees outside in November, <laughs> yeah. you need to have something on your TV that looks like what you want the world to look like. <laughs> yeah. You got you to have something. Exactly. Part B of that was just if you only wanted to read Santa Land Dreams. That's about, yes. I think that's about him uh, being an elf, like in a Macy's yes. or something. Yes. That could also be paired with the movie Elf. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Yes. Look, that is by, you're totally right, by the way. Like, you do not have to read Holidays on Ice. I mean, I really like that book, but just, it almost should be like a tradition to just read that story or that essay. Yeah. It is so good. And, um, tip, you can, if I'm not mistaken, listen to that just on the This American Life app. Like, yes. I'm pretty sure they you're have right. that. They do. It's so good. I'm going to go a different direction. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to name a book that I haven't read, but I, it was very popular last year. Okay. We're going to go with Royal Holiday. This is by Jasmine Guillory. If you are a Jasmine Guillory fan, then I think of course you will love this book. Um, what I like about Jasmine Guillory is she like ton of French, like builds on side characters from previous works, but you do not have to read these books in order. At least I have found that to be true. I have not read them in order and I have still enjoyed them. They are a more open door romance than maybe I am accustomed to. So I do read them kind of with one eye. Like <laughs> I literally, <laughs> nobody can see me. I literally just closed one eye. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, I generally kind of read some scenes, like skim a few pages or whatever, but yeah. other readers love that kind of stuff. And so good for you. Royal Holiday, I think readers who have not read Jasmine Guillory before might want to pick this one up anyway because of its uh, adjacence to the royal family. So the romance at the heart of the book is a guy who is a secretary for a royal family member, and he falls in love with this woman who is visiting from California. She is the mother of a character from a previous Jasmine Guillory book. Um what I like about this too is that the couple who's in love is older. And so you have some older protagonists here instead of a lot of the books I've been recommending are young adults. And I love young adult books, but if, if you want something besides teen angst, I feel you. And so Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory should scratch that itch. I am pairing it with a movie that I feel ambivalent about. I, I, didn't particularly love the holiday. I do not particularly love the holiday, uh, which I am very much alone in. My mother loves this movie. I know that I should. I understand that it should be an Annie film. It's not for me, but I know other people who love it. So the holiday stars Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't, but I've heard your mom talk about it. Oh boy. So this is a Susie favorite. And they switch houses. But the reason I'm recommending it for Royal Holiday is because in Royal Holiday, one of the characters has come over to England from California. And in the okay. holiday, they have swapped houses. And so Kate Winslet, who's from England, goes and stays in the home of 
Cameron Diaz in Los Angeles. And then Cameron Diaz comes and lives in a little cottage. The cottage, I will say, beautifully done. Nancy Myers designed the sets, I'm sure. And it's beautiful. Uh, a little cottage in England. And so you do get Jude Law in glasses. So there is that going for it. But okay. otherwise, it's it's just... It's a it's a fine movie, but it probably falls in that same category as Four Christmases or maybe The Holiday, where you just want it in the background okay. playing. Gotcha. Um, so Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory. If you like it, uh, watch The Holiday and vice versa. I cannot let a holiday-themed episode of From the Front Porch go by without talking about Little Women. So allow me <laughs> allow me to wax philosophical about that time a year ago when I got to sit in a movie theater three different times <laughs> and watch Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Oh man. Uh, we saw it together. Didn't I see it with you first? I'm pretty sure we saw it together for the first time. And it was a time. <laughs> Listen, Ashley and I have seen many, many movies together <laughs> in our years being related. <laughs> A lot. And, and let me tell you, we I have already been established as the movie crier. Yes. Ashley cries at everything. <laughs> she <laughs> she cries at everything. And cries in movies particularly. Like definitely of the two of us, you can tell which one is an INFJ, which one is an INTJ. Like yep. you can, that's our that's our difference. <laughs> okay. However, I sobbed <laughs> during this movie. Sob so much I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Ashley was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, <laughs> like Jack Donaghy trying to comfort Liz Lemon with a broom. <laughs> oh, okay. I saw this movie in the theater. I wept. I own it on DVD now. I have wept. I also own it digitally, just in case <laughs> I wept. <laughs> so, uh, I love this adaptation, and I understand how people feel about the Little Women starring. Uh, Claire Danes and Winona Ryder, but I don't care. I <laughs> I really love this Greta Gerwig version so much, and I am pairing it with Joe and Laurie. This is a young adult book by Margaret Stoll and Melissa De La Cruz. I read it earlier this year. I think pre-COVID, like I think I read it in early February, and loved it. If you like fan fiction, I think you will love Joe and Laurie. If you are a Little Women purist, then you can skip this. This is not for you. But if your eight-year-old heart still beats wildly at the thought of Joe and Lori finally getting together, well, then here you go. You've waited long <laughs> enough. <laughs> Margaret and Melissa have your back. And I thought this could have been so terrible. Like, Louisa May Alcott could have been rolling over in her grave. Nay, she is not. She's fine. Because this book does the actual work of Little Women such justice. And it's so, oh, I think how they were able to allow those of us who really want Joe and Lori together, they were able to make that happen without sacrificing the purity of the book, in my opinion. So love it, adore it. Perfect time to read it. I read it earlier this year. I think I'm going to break it out for the reread, which I never do. Um, <laughs> Joe and Laurie by Margaret Stoll and Melissa De La Cruz. Pair it with your choice of Little Women adaptations. My personal choice is the Greta Gerwig version, but I've seen them all and you could watch whichever one you want. My last one is my cozy Christmas. And for this, I have paired the book, The City Baker's Guide to Country Living by Louise Miller with... Mm -hmm the Great British Bake Off holiday version. Oh, so smart. That's perfect. Did you know the Great British Bake Off had a had some holiday episodes? I had no idea. 
we watched, I think either, is it like a little collection on Netflix? Yes, two seasons, but two episodes per season. Yes. Total of four episodes. Yes. I watched them last year, but I think we might break those out again. They're delightful. Why not? Why not? And that's perfect with country, or I always get that title confused, City Baker's Guide to Country Living, which definitely has Gilmore Girls vibes, even on the cover. For sure. For sure. Oh, it does have a really good cover. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it does have a good cover. And I like that you thought outside. I think we both did like thought outside the Hallmark box. No shade to Hallmark. It's just that's not my per that's not my personal holiday vibe. Um, Ashley's sister, though. She is the Hallmark Christmas movie queen. And I might have made the mistake of asking her. Like I was, I was giving her a description of one of these books and I was like, is there a Hallmark movie that's anything like that? And she was like, oh, let me tell you, like how much time do you have? I have never seen her like that knowledgeable about anything. I don't, I don't understand. I was sitting there for at least like 15 minutes while she was giving me a whole spiel about this Hallmark movie. You know what? That makes me very happy because I'm sure that is what I have sounded like on this episode. And so it gives me comfort that Caroline has that. Like she we, has something. We all have our thing. Everybody has yes. their thing. And yes. my, my sister's is Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh man. Okay. So my last one, I am pairing another young adult book. Young adult, good job to the YA writers because they really know how to write for the holidays. There is a young adult collection of stories called Let It Snow. This is by John Green, Lauren Miracle, and Maureen Johnson. This is another, my book club back in the day used to read holiday specific books. And so this was another book we read for Christmas one year. Now, I know there is a Netflix, was it a show or a movie? Maybe it was a movie. Netflix did this exact book. Like they did an adaptation. And I think it was fine, as I recall. Do you remember? Did you no. watch it? What, what was the name of it again? Let It Snow. No, I don't remember. And it's. Yeah, it, I feel like it came out ooh, a couple years ago. I should have done my research. Anyway, so there is a film adaptation of this book. However, please allow me to take this time to sell you the whole reason why, why I'm doing this podcast episode <laughs> is because there is a new show on Netflix called Dash and Lily. Okay. Have you seen the trailer for this? No, I've only seen the little icon. Okay, this is uh, me, you, and Caroline. This is our ne- next Netflix party. Caroline okay. will love it. Okay. Um, it's perfect to fill that. Never have I ever. Okay. Played. All right. It's the perfect binge because I think it's eight episodes, thirty minutes. I watched it in one evening. It's fine. The whole thing. Um, <laughs> totally healthy. <laughs> a great way to spend your time. Yep. Okay. So let it snow is a YA holiday book. John Green, Lauren Miracle, and Maureen Johnson. There is a Netflix film adaptation of that book. Dash and Lily is a book, young adult novel by David, oh, I never know, Leviathan, I want to say is, uh, I just think of the Bible. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> that may not be, that may not actually be. <laughs> if he My listens to this to podcast, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Leviathan is in the Old Testament and I think it is his name. Uh, but he co-wrote a young adult novel called Dash and Lily. So Dash and Lily is a film adaptation of that. I've not read that, so I won't speak to whether or not this is a good adaptation of that book. I will just say Dash and Lily, to me, is what I wanted the holiday to be, like something cozy, if it is exactly in that to all the boys I've loved before realm. 
It is okay. so good. Let me tell you why you're going to like it. Uh, because the protagonist, who my friend informed me, is in another John Green movie called Paper Towns. Oh. The protagonist, the guy, Dash, is Timothy Chalamet. It's not. That's not really who he is. But that is who he is. <laughs> oh, man. You got the roller coaster of emotions I just <laughs> Like on the inside, this actor is definitely channeling his Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing that's going to sell you on this is that the best friend is adorable, but he came on screen and I gasped and Jordan was watching with me and he was like, what, what is it? And I said, it's Leslie Odom Jr. Jr. Like he looks just like Leslie Odom Jr. I do not know if he can sing. Singing does not play a strong role in this particular holiday fair but he looks just like Leslie Odom Jr. I think this is adorable and last thing perfect sell especially for our listeners so much of this movie takes place at the Strand in New York City oh Um, my goodness and so and also if you have been watching like the Strand has been going through some things um Mm -hmm. and so it's just nice to kind of see it as this special New York landmark and to pretend that COVID didn't happen for a minute, like to pretend that it's not real and that this bookstore is fine and everything's going well. <laughs> um, I don't think, sadly, that that's the case for the Strand right now. However, if you just want to see the Strand like at its best, I think that this is a lovely. The scenes shot there are gorgeous, and I really wanted to know like what that looked like to film there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was filmed there because it really did look so much like the actual Strand. So anyway. Let It Snow, the the YA book, paired with Dash and Lily, adorable Netflix rom-com. Um, basically, there's a little red notebook that they hide back and forth and send each other on scavenger hunts throughout the city to make them better people. Oh, my I, goodness. I can't. It's adorable. It's adorable. So there you go. I think we helped people with their holiday reading and watching, don't you? I hope so. I feel like we did it. Good job, everybody. Thanks, Ashley. (laughs) Of course. Thanks for having me. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing, for our transcript, and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Better Luck Next Time by Julia Claiborne Johnson. That book comes out in January. Ashley, what are you reading? I'm currently reading The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you didn't prepare me. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I'm a little less than halfway, halfway through and I'm loving it. Um it has already the television rights have already sold, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, Very that's excited. Super exciting.
Okay, if you liked what you heard on today's episode, you can tell us by leaving a review on iTunes, or if you're so inclined, you could support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free media mail shipping on all your online book orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We are so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week. 